Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and today we're talking to a business owner whose passion for exercise prompted her to promote cycling together with physical and mental health following treatment for deep vein thrombosis. Today's guest is an avid cyclist who currently clocks up over 20 miles a day and has recently been appointed Cycling Director of Europe. And I hope you don't mind my French accent. (laughs) On On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome the owner of Sphere Connect, Michelle Vorrell Adams. Michelle, welcome to the cat. Good morning, Des. Michelle, you've been trading for three years and because of recent publicity, Sphere Connect has received considerable, considerable exposure. However, before we discuss your business, tell us about life prior to 2017 and why you chose to become self-employed. Well, Des, it's quite a story, really. I was um, very passionate about sport from a very young age, so... I started uh, training, uh, running training at seven years old. Um, my father used to take me to the Northwood Stadium every week to um, train for sprinting and uh, hurdling. And I joined um, Stoke-on-Trent Athletic Club and started competing with them. And I became so good that I was competing at a national level. And um, I was in all the school sports teams, I was um, team captain, I was getting people involved in sports at school and uh, finally also became a coach for the athletic club. And uh, I then went on to um, study sport at uh, college and while studying sport I had uh, several jobs in sports facilities um, and uh, decided to go on and uh, study sport to uh, degree level and uh, and then went on to do a master's degree which was an international sports study in Germany and was offered a sponsorship um, throughout my degree time by Whitbread PLC so I was one of their regional sports facility managers and I just went on from strength to strength really went across to uh, from the PLC sector to the public sector worked for um, two local councils, including Stoke-on-Trent City Council, where I reached a level to become Assistant Director of Sport, Leisure Museums, Inward Investment. And I was very ambitious, uh, never stopping, always wanted to do better and better. And it was whilst I was at Stoke-on-Trent that I led on the City of Sport Award, the European City of Sport, And we did that very successfully. And I was approached by the president of ACES Europe to become the UK and Ireland uh, president. So I was really pleased with that and started traveling across Europe. And that led me really to where I am now. I was working at the city council and traveling to all these different countries, assessing them for capitals and cities and community awards and decided that Life was out there and um, I'd like to make a difference and set up my own business in sport and physical activity. And so Sphere Connect was born in April 2017. So Michelle, you've somebody that's been completely immersed in sport 
for most of your life. So you then had treatment for deep vein thrombosis and you decided to promote cycling and physical and mental health and clearly they're all three go together. And you raised £5,000 for the Royal Stoke University Hospital sponsored by a local employer, Mournflake, in crew. So share with us how you dealt with the fallout of having surgery. Uh, and uh, it's pretty invasive surgery as well, isn't it? And, and why you chose to start fundraising. Yes, it was, Des, it was very devastating at, at that time, which was in October last year. I was um, riding over 150 miles a week, so I was extremely fit. And I was struck down by DVT, and um, I'm really quite a determined individual, as you will have worked out by now, having had some injuries in the past, and I've always been the sort of person that thinks, well, it's knocked me down, but I'm going to get up again, and turn to exercise to help me to do that. Um, It was very, very challenging. I couldn't walk more than 100 yards when you know they found I got this very significant blood clot and the hospital saved my life um, and the mental health part of it was um, very difficult because I've been used to going outside and cycling and just being you know very active as an individual and there I was um, still working I still worked through the whole of this time too basically using uh, a chair to um, lift the legs up and, uh, you know, walking around as much as I could, going for daily walks. Um, And then I found my own physio, so um, a guy that would always help me with cycling injuries and said, went to him and said, what can you do to help me? And uh, put my own diet plan together so that uh, I got the right vitamins that would help me on my way to recovery, to, you know, repair the clot area, to repair the tissue, to give me the vitamin C, to boost my immune system. And started back on the indoor bike um, within, you know, a few weeks of having the injury. So, And out of all that, you you found the energy also to, to fundraise. Yes, so... What I did was, the day I left the hospital, I promised a consultant, I sat in front of him, I said, I'm going to raise some money for this hospital. So I set about putting uh, Ride 2020 together, started during lockdown in uh, in April this year, riding every day back on the road, and said, why don't we put this ride into something good? So we um, managed to raise £5,000. I contacted companies and told them my story and I was really delighted when Mournflake, you know, one of the biggest employers in crew, came on board and uh, supported supported me um, and my partner with porridge, pots of porridge every day because <laughs> I eat Mournflake porridge um, on a daily basis and gave the hospital as well 2020 pots of porridge oats. So, uh, so, yeah, it was a, a great success, really. Um, and we got lots of publicity across Cheshire and Staffordshire, and uh, it went very well. Clearly proving the point that every cloud has a silver lining. Absolutely. Michelle, starting a new business requires focus, planning, perseverance, and bold decisions. So share with us how you launched Sphere Connect and some of the difficulties you had to overcome 
in the first 12 months? Sure. So Sphere Connect was born out of quite an interesting idea. I spent quite an amount of time in the uh, Czech Republic and various places working with uh, international delegates. And um, I noticed that there was an opportunity to connect people from the UK in sport to some of these other colleagues um, who could share best practice and give them opportunities that they wouldn't get in the UK. So Sphere, obviously, World Connect, I decided to call the business uh, Sphere Connect. So it was always of an international brand. And um, some of the difficulties I had to overcome were quite interesting, actually, because I'd spent a lot of time working with big teams of people. More latterly, you know, I spent 15 years in the public sector. And uh, when I moved from the PLC sector, the public sector, it was quite a change in ethos, culture, the way these organisations worked. So I found myself back in the private sector. So that was a change in itself to, to move back from the public sector to private sector culture. With working with a lot of people, I was then faced with a situation of sitting at a desk. First day, I remember, um, just after Easter Monday, and uh, I'd converted uh, the double garage upstairs into an office and sat there and there I was all alone you know not all these people around me so so that was um quite something to overcome really and did that not, take nobody... time to get used to well the the solitary confinement if you like of of working in your own office away from everybody with you're not mixing with anybody and you've no. got the added um the added pressure of uh, of developing a business from scratch yes yeah it it was it was very strange and not least the discipline the discipline um because uh, you know I'm quite a disciplined individual generally I made sure that I got up at the same time I did when I went to the office broke for lunch and and got a, a routine going so nothing changed really in terms of what I did on a day-to-day basis other than less traveling and then I used to diarize everything 3 days on the road two days on the, in the office and uh, I'd already um, successfully, the day I opened the business, I had already landed uh, a contract with a company that did um, major sports events internationally. So I was very, uh, very pleased about that because I'd already got a regular income coming in from, from day one. Um, and then because of the huge network I've got in sport, companies started approaching me Within the first few months, I got another contract with a professional cycle race organisation based in the south of England um, and various contracts with local authorities. So, yeah, it uh, it went pretty well, really, to be honest. That notwithstanding, were there any lumpy times, you know, with your cash flow or, or perhaps um, with, with strategic decisions that went wrong? Or did you find that you had an easy in? I found pretty much um, I had an easy in. I worked out the maths of how much I needed to bring in every month compared to what I've been doing in a regular job and then made sure I got sufficient contracts to meet that minimum level. I think in terms of decisions, I was actually very lucky in some ways, strategic decisions, because the companies I worked with pretty much used to leave me to it to 
make most of the decisions on their contracts because they knew how I'd work. They'd worked with me before. Um, and other than checking in on some of the elements of the work contracts, I was pretty much my own boss, as it was. Okay, so part of your business plan is your marketing strategy, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a key element of any business plan. So share with us what channels you use to reach out to new customers and develop your market share. Okay, so when I um, set up the business, I set up with a website. So I, I got that up and running from day one when the business opened. So I use the website as a, you know, as a form of marketing and, and point people to the website. We also have social media channels for the company, so Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And a main, the main part of my work, to be honest, Des, also came from my national network in sport. So, you know, talking to colleagues, talking to companies, talking to local authorities, a lot of my business comes on recommendation um, from other organisations, so you know that's um, that's a very fortunate um, position to be in, really. But we also uh, work with very closely with Jan Roberts from Pure PR, and uh, throughout the lockdown period, it's been quite interesting. We've been putting a lot of posts on social media, um, writing articles, uh, you know, news releases and vlogs and using all those channels to the maximum to um, get the news out about the business. Yeah, I don't think you can beat uh, using the, um, the the newspapers and magazines to get a third person to talk to, talk about your business freely. It's, it's free uh, and it has a very positive effect, doesn't it, on um, strengthening your corporate profile. Yes, and we've had we've had great support from you know from from radio stations, well, like yourself doing the interview today, the local Cheshire newspapers, the Staffordshire newspapers, um, radio stations. It's been it's been really great, Des. This is a podcast from the Cat. Today we're talking to Michelle Vorrell Adams uh, from Sphere Connect. Michelle, it's impossible to ignore the rate of change in modern technology and how automation and the cloud have helped to streamline modern businesses. So tell us how you use technology to maximise your revenue. Well, we use the technology in quite a number of ways in the, in the business. We have uh, a, quite a significant uh, customer database, which is uh, all computerised access to uh, events and registration as you can imagine in this business you have lots of uh, photo photos and imagery um, and obviously that's all uh, used through um, the computer systems uh, along with obviously some of the marketing work we do to uh, mail people and mail companies of to let them know what's uh, what's going on in the company but we have a massive uh, a massive storage system as well which we use for uh, clients and promotions and uh, marketing. So, yeah, it's used quite extensively at Sphere. And, of course, storing data, particularly individuals' data, comes with responsibilities in regard to GDPR. So how have you taken that on board? Well, it was. I'm sure as other businesses have found, GDPR is quite a complex topic 
Um, so we had to factor in the GDPR regulations into any information, obviously, that we were publishing on our websites, but also the uh, use of, uh, as you refer to, people's data. Um, so we always we have a processing system in place in the company where we talk to our clients and we have to get permission to use their data and information should we wish to do you know do so for uh, company purposes but um no we've uh, done a lot of work around gdpr sphere it it is an interesting area because um only recently a, a colleague was explaining how they'd managed to email somebody else's data to a third party and obviously that meant then that they had to do a rigorous reassessment of their systems and prove that it wouldn't happen again. So Yes, and I think coming from, this is quite an interesting one for me, because I was, uh, you know, a chief officer in the public sector particularly, um, I was very well briefed on, you know, on all the regulations and guidance on, you know, data and, inf- and protection of information. So when I started the company, it was one of the areas that I was actually quite focused on um, I wanted to make sure we got all the systems and processes in place from the start. Um, I would always err on the caution of checking something before releasing something and having to deal with the outfall of it. So, so it's clearly a, a good idea to um, check twice and then issue once, isn't it? Yes. All right. Yes, no, absolutely. So you're in your third year of trading and uh, obviously this year you've had to face some of the most difficult circumstances, actually unprecedented in, in our lifetime. So tell us how it's affected your business uh, and how you've adapted to the new normal. Well, we work with, um, as I mentioned earlier, we work with quite a lot of events companies and as you'll have seen from the press, um, you know, the events and hospitality has been hit particularly hard by the pandemic. And that's meant for us that we've seen a reduction, you know, in the level of contracts that we've had in the short term because those companies also need to reduce their overheads. However, because that every cloud has a silver lining, uh, when it happened, I sort of sat down and spoke to our business partner and said, Okay, let's take a look at this. There will be some opportunities here whilst at the moment we've um, gone into lockdown. So when we came up with the idea of Ride 2020, we looked at um, obviously partners that we would be engaging with. And we think it was within, within two weeks, we got 15 partners on board, including two household name brands. And uh, we said we could do this. Um, this could be a good event to do um year on year so we looked at the opportunities and looking at ride 2021 now looking forward those partners like mournflake um that we've been working with are looking to work with us again on other projects so i've had lots of people contact me through various channels and we're looking to not only do Ride 2021, but also get involved with some other organisations around introducing people to cycling, cycling in schools, professional cycle race teams who want to look for sponsorship. So for us, it's actually been, at first, it was very difficult. And um, I'm the sort of person that likes to work hard every day. So when the work levels dropped, I was looking around with something to do. 
it's turned into something actually that we're now mega busy. And is that that's clearly be because of your positive attitude and and the way you see the future unfolding? You're always yes. looking to open a door rather than rather than fight what's happening. Yes, and I think you know the journey I've been on the last twelve months, particularly with a health challenge, and the work I've been doing with um, ACES Europe, because I was the first female delegate to be appointed to ACES Europe since its inception in two thousand two. I've always been one of those people who wanted to go on the delegation assessments and get involved in the sport programs and the evaluations of, of you know various uh, bids and hence I was um, you know working towards doing something else besides the president's role and the um, managed to secure the European cycling director so my interest in cycling, my involvement has led to another great role. Today we're talking to Michelle Vorrell adams from Sphere Connect. Michelle, ACES, uh, Europe, European president and founder, is Jean Lupatelli. Uh, and he said about yourself, in one year, Michelle has done more to promote cycling than anyone we know. Now, you're currently organising Ride 2021 that you've already made reference to, uh, which will raise funds for UK hospitals, including Leighton Hospital here in Crewe. So uh, tell us about ACES Europe and um, next year's fundraising event, Ride 2021. Okay, ACES Europe is the um, European Capital and Cities of Communities Federation and we are responsible for awarding destinations for four capitals, now world capitals as well, um, capital city, towns and communities of sport. Um, we work right across Europe. We're in just over 600 plus now uh, destinations and we promote sport, um, community cohesion, health and well-being, uh, getting people active so so all of those things that um, we can get people engaged engaged in across communities from grassroots sports through to elite sports and uh, we've just signed a major partnership with uh, UNESCO so uh, so yeah we, we're going from strength to strength really. And you you must be associated with small cl- cycling clubs and then these um these huge events that uh, are these huge cycling meets around the world and and are you associated with the olympics yes we're uh, we're just doing some work with the international olympic committee in italy we have a partnership of, as well with the major so- cycling organization la vuelta uh, we do lots of cycling activities uh, in communities in with cycling clubs and cycling organisations. Um, quite interestingly, from from my own perspective, um, I've just got involved in being an ambassador, ambassador for Le Col, which is the international cycle clothing manufacturer based in Italy. So we're involved in, in lots of you know cycling activities and promoting cycling events across the destinations. And is Ride 2021 open to all types of cyclists? 
Ride 2021 is a, a very accessible event. One, one of the things that I've always been um, quite keen on uh, focusing on is getting people into activity. So Ride 2021 is open to those people who may have just got the bikes out of the garage, um, taken up the government's um, voucher scheme just recently, those who you know wish to get into cycling and perhaps cycle a few miles a week, those hardcore cyclists who can cycle 100 miles a week. The event itself will be made up of a, a mixture of um, distance of rides across, obviously a mixture of, of terrain as well. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're particularly proud to, to be working across Staffordshire and Cheshire, including Leighton Hospital, and getting people involved from the hospital, getting the staff teams involved, getting them on bikes, and, you know, working with children as well, getting children engaged in the event. So we see this as being something quite significant for us. So clearly something anybody can get involved get involved in if they've got a bicycle and um yeah. and we'll make sure that you you give out contact details at the end of the interview so michelle despite all of the publicity and hard work it, it doesn't pay to become complacent so share with us what you have planned for the future of sphere connect well we have lots planned Des. um we've got the partnership uh, as i've already mentioned with uh, with lacole which is um just unfolding at the moment. We're currently working with a an organisation, the Bicycle Foundation, which delivers cycle training across um, 400 schools. We're working with a number of local authority partners on event support um, with professional cycle races and animating those activities. We're hoping to be <coughs> working with... Uh, universities to you know help with uh, kind of degree courses and get interns involved in the business we're just looking at a partnership with um, British Cycling as well so yeah we've got we've got plenty of uh, plenty of ambition and plenty of work it sounds like you've got more more than 12 months work planned <laughs> definitely oh over the coming months so um, we wish you well with that. And it's been a, a real pleasure talking to you, Michelle, and uh, giving us an opportunity to see what's happening and, and why you're so involved in cycling. So should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about Sphere Connect and, um, uh, and in particular, the uh, Ride 2021? Well, we'll be releasing the details on Ride 2021 over the coming weeks. We're just finalising those at the moment. If people go to our website, which is www.sphereconnect.co.uk, then there is a contact form on the website that they can fill in, which comes through to uh, my email address. And they can also see all the information on all the blogs, um, all the activities that we're doing, and all the information on the events and, and what we offer. Excellent. Uh, Michelle, thanks very much for coming on The Cat today. Thank you, Des. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.